Sabres Daily with Jason Mertides. Another NHL weekend in the books and time for episode 14, the Sean Couturier episode of Flyers Daily. Here we go. And welcome to episode number 14 of Flyers Daily with Jason Martinez. Uh, a fun episode to do. A little bit of a look back at the past weekend. A look ahead, not only for the Flyers, but a look ahead at some of the competition here in the Eastern Conference for playoff positioning as the weeks and games dwindle by. We are in mid-February, essentially, and the Flyers still find themselves on the outside of the playoff picture looking in. Real quick, uh, a little promotional announcement for you, too. Uh, right now, it's a great time to get your 5- or 9-year-old on the ice, 5-2 9-year-old on the ice for the Flyers' rookie program. Now, each session includes six weeks of on-ice instruction plus free head-to-toe Flyers gear. That's the equipment. Register now at PhiladelphiaFlyers.com slash rookie program. Great time to get the youngsters on the ice and falling in love with this game from a player perspective as well. But as we sit here on Monday, getting ready for the Flyers to begin another week of the regular season, they are still on the outside of the playoff picture looking in. So here's the latest from the standings. Flyers on this Monday in the ninth spot right now in the Eastern Conference. Uh, tied in points with the Carolina Hurricanes, each team through 55 games, each team with 67 points, each team one point back of the New York Islanders, who've played two less games than the Canes and the Flyers. But the Flyers within two points of the number three spot in the Metropolitan Division uh, with 69 points. Columbus has that spot right now. They've played one more game than both the Flyers and the Hurricanes. Uh, so that is within striking distance if that game in hand turns out to be a win and it's kind of amazing this Columbus team just on an absolute heater right now they've been just running hot since really mid-December they're eight one and one in their last 10 did lose their last game Uh, but that being said they're holding down that third spot and we'll take a look at their upcoming schedule we'll take a look at Carolina's upcoming schedule this week and we'll also take a look at the Islanders upcoming schedule the Islanders are the team that probably struggling the most out of all of them with a 4-4-2 in record in their last 10 did lose their last one and somehow the Canes come barreling back they're down three to one in that game against Vegas and they come barreling back and they're in the midst of that three game road trip we'll get into that in a moment as well but as I as I look through social media I, I see a lot of people just kind of fretting the fact that the Flyers are still on the outside of the playoff picture looking in despite the fact that they've gotten wins over so many dominant and so many good teams in the NHL. They've, yeah, they've had a couple of hiccups. They had the hiccup against Montreal a couple of weeks ago. They had the hiccup last Thursday against the New Jersey Devils. Uh, you can look at that. They are missed opportunities. There's no question about it. But the way you bounce back, as I've talked about in previous episodes, is really what's paramount and what a huge bounce back it was on Saturday night when they kicked the doors off of uh, Washington in their barn, by the way, 7-2. to two. Huge win. Claude Drew picked up his 800th career NHL point. Congrats to El Capi. Uh, Sean Couturier was in a bit of a goal drought as well. He picked up two in the game. Nicholas Albe-Kubel had the Gordie Howe hat-trick. First the assist, then the goal, then the fight. Gordie Howe hat-trick. Gotta love that. And a 7-2 win. And a big week ahead for the Flyers as well. And a very intriguing schedule. But I thought it'd be a cool idea to look tonight and go, because one of the things I've seen people saying, the, the Flyers are on a 
99.9 point pace for the season. I mean, that gets you in the playoffs virtually any other NHL season. Will that be enough this year? That remains to be seen. I think it will. I think 98 will be the cutoff point in the Eastern Conference. And it calls into question a lot of times a couple of things. A, the three-point games to the overtime loss and getting that extra point, and you have those three-point games, which I've complained about six ways to Sunday, so I'm not going to do that again. Um, but it does call into also into question how the league seeds its playoffs. And they have this system now, top three teams in each division, automatic entry into the playoffs, and then two wild card teams from the conference. We'll see if that's two Metro teams. Probably will be um, when you consider how deep the Metro is. And when you look at the Metropolitan Division, it is just crazy. There's six teams in the top 11 in the NHL. Now, of the top 16 teams in the NHL, if you were to seed your playoffs one through 16, best 16 teams in both conferences combined get into the playoffs, 10 of those teams would be Eastern Conference teams. It's crazy. Just the Eastern Conference this year is a superior conference to the West. Doesn't mean an Eastern Conference team is going to win the Cup. But right now, uh, that's the way it shapes out. The top four teams in the NHL all come from the Eastern Conference as well. So the Bruins right now, the top team, and pacing their way to the President's Trophy with 80 points. The Caps number two, 77. Tampa Bay's come on huge here. They're 8-1-1 in their last 10. They've won six six straight. And they're the third best team in the NHL right now. The Penguins in there in the top four as well. So your top four, the Bruins, Caps, Lightning, and Pens. Two teams from the Metro, two teams from the Atlantic. The first Western Conference team in the top uh, five in the NHL is the St. Louis Blues. But then, boom, you go right back to another Eastern Conference team in Columbus with 69 points. Then you have Colorado, the Islanders, the Dallas Stars, Carolina Hurricanes, Flyers, Maple Leafs, Vancouver Canucks, and Edmonton Oilers, your top 16 teams. Now, if you take a look at that and you go, okay, if the NHL goes back to that old 1 through 16, one versus 16, two versus 15, three versus 14, and so on and so forth. That would mean right now that the Flyers, I mean, the Flyers have that. So the Bruins would take on, the Bruins would take on in the first round right now, the Vegas Golden Knights. The Edmonton Oilers would draw the Washington Capitals. The Tampa Bay Lightning would get the Florida Panthers. The Pittsburgh Penguins would get the Vancouver Canucks. The Toronto Maple Leafs would get the St. Louis Blues. That'd be a cool series. Uh, The Columbus Blue Jackets would get the Philadelphia Flyers if you went 1 through 16. The Carolina Hurricanes right now would get the Colorado Avalanche. Boy, I love the Avs in that series. The Dallas Stars will get the New York Islanders. So that's how it would be right now. But in the current system, the way it's set up, the Flyers aren't even a team that's in the playoffs yet they have the 11th best record in the National Hockey League. Now, the Flyers, with their 67 points through 55 games, would be in in the Central Division, would be the third-place team. In the Pacific Division, they'd be the first-place team. The top team in the Pacific right now is the Vancouver Canucks. They've got 65 points through 56 games. Flyers would have a game in hand on them as well. Uh, Edmonton's in the number two spot with 64, and so is Vegas. So uh, this is the system that it is right now. You can't complain about it. You can vent about it like I just did and make it part of a a Flyers Daily with Jason Bertitas episode. But that being said, if the Flyers can see that thing through to 99 points or 100 points, I believe, and and the math says it too right now, there's a 97% chance at 99 points of getting into the playoffs. I believe they will be a playoff team. So who are the teams that could drop out? I've talked about the three I believe that are the teams that could drop out right now. It's Columbus, it's the Islanders, it's the Canes. Any of those three teams could drop out. I think the one most likely to drop out 
is probably the Columbus Blue Jackets, just because I don't believe in the talent. I don't know that they can keep this hot play. Well, look, I know they can't keep this the play that they've had going on since mid-December alive through the rest of the season. You don't play it at 800 clip in hockey. It just doesn't happen. When they cool off, though, how much will they cool off? How much will they be able to stem the tide if they lose a couple in a row? That's what remains to be seen. The other team is the Islanders. I I, I told you my reasoning why I feel like the Islanders are in trouble, giving up uh, – you know, three goal leads in third periods, benching Matthew Barzell for an entire third. I don't love the goaltending there. There's a lot of things I don't like. Carolina is another team as well. I don't believe in their goaltending. I don't believe in Peter Morazic. I don't believe in James Reimer. I don't know that they have enough scoring. So I look at all those things and I go, okay, those are the three teams that could drop out. And the Flyers, it's a tough situation. You got a tough schedule down the stretch, as do all of these teams. So let's look at the week ahead. Let's start with the Carolina Hurricanes. Now they had uh, they started that road trip and they got wins in Arizona. They got wins in Vegas. That six five shootout win, and they're going to go to Dallas. So the road trip so far was St. Louis, where they lost. Arizona win, Vegas win, and they're going to wrap up their road trip coming up Tuesday night against Dallas. Now after Dallas this week, they have New Jersey at home, they have Edmonton at home, then they go to Nashville. So that's the next uh, look ahead for uh, the Carolina, um, or excuse me, yeah, the Carolina Hurricanes. Not a tremendously daunting schedule. New Jersey at home. Well, you see, New Jersey beat a couple of teams. I mean. This notion that the bad teams in the NHL never win is total BS because today, or rather on Sunday, the Detroit Red Wings beat the Boston Bruins. I think that was for the third time this year that Detroit beat the Bruins. And mind you, Detroit isn't just the worst team in the league. They're the worst team in the league by a mile, and they've beat the best team in the league two to three times this season. That's the NHL. Uh, Edmonton, that'll be a tough game for Carolina at home. And Nashville, obviously, on the road will be a difficult game. All right, let's take a look at Columbus's schedule. This is the team that I'm just so intrigued by um, when you look at their upcoming schedule. Uh, tonight, they got to take on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Now, it's in Columbus. They're coming off a loss. Columbus just lost on Saturday night to Colorado 2-1. to one, But now you get Tampa. Then you got to go on the road to Buffalo. Buffalo is one of those Jekyll and Hyde teams. You have no idea or you never know what you're going to get. Then they, on Friday, they get the Rangers. And then on Sunday, they're on the road to take on the New Jersey Devils. So you look at two games in there, you go, okay, they could go 3-1 and one on that stretch, and that would certainly be acceptable for them. But then they have it home-and-home home next week with the Flyers, which will be huge, and we'll get to that momentarily. Uh, the New York Islanders, the other team, they, lo- uh, they lost on Saturday night on the road in Tampa 3-1. to one. Now, one of the things I said on episode 13 was you hate to be the team that's going to face Washington next. Well, the Islanders tonight – play in D.C. against the Caps. And after the Caps laid an egg and got schlacked by the Flyers 7-2, to two, uh, I wouldn't love the Islanders in this game. If I was a betting man, I would probably play the Washington Capitals in this game, even though the line is going to be prohibitively in favor of the Caps. Uh, but the Islanders, then they get the Flyers on Tuesday. It's a back-to-back for both teams, but that game is in, uh, on the island. Then they're going to take on Nashville on the road. And that they go on this four-game road trip, and this is not an easy trip for the Isles. This is why I say this is the team that could drop out. Nashville on the road, Vegas on the road, who all of a sudden is playing real good hockey under Pete DeBoer. Then they go to Arizona, and then they go to Colorado. Wow, that is a tough stretch for the New York Islanders. If they can survive that, they'll go, okay, you're legit. I'm good. But that's a tough stretch of hockey that they have coming up this week. Washington tonight, Flyers, 
Nashville, Vegas, Arizona, Colorado. If you're looking for a team to drop out of the top eight in the Eastern Conference and you're a betting man, that's where you go. Now, the Flyers, so the past week for the Flyers, Saturday night, last Saturday, they got the 6-3 win over Colorado with Alex Lyon in that big win. Then the 3-0 win on Monday in Detroit. Obviously, we talked about the 5-0 loss at home against the New Jersey Devils, but the huge bounce back on Saturday night against Washington Caps, 7-2. Um, okay, so this week, tonight, Florida at home. That's a team you got to beat at home, uh, not because they're a bad team. They're a good team, but they're a team also that you're battling for this wild card positioning for, whether they end up being in the top three at the Atlantic or they end up being a team competing for a wild card spot if Toronto were to jump up into the top three in the Atlantic. Then the Flyers got the road trip, their own road trip as well. Three-gamer, they had to New York to take on the Islanders Tuesday, Thursday night in Florida, down in Sunrise, and then Saturday night in Tampa before the Flyers get to that home-and-home against the Columbus Blue Jackets on February 18th and 20th. So, look, is there any advantage to any of these schedules? Is one easier than another? No. And you know why? Because it's simple. Because teams like Detroit beat teams like Boston. Because the New Jersey Devils shut out the Flyers in Philadelphia. These things happen. No game is easy. And when these teams, like New Jersey, like Detroit are playing with zero pressure and teams like the Flyers, Carolina, the Islanders, and Columbus are all playing for their playoff life in mid-February, it's a tremendous equalizer. So it's going to be a really, really compelling week of hockey here in Philadelphia. We'll see if the goal by Giroux and the three-point night of two assists and a goal gets his offensive game jump-started. We'll see if they, they can continue getting balanced scoring from guys like Nicholas Albe-Kubel. Uh, Scott Lawton went three games in a row with the goal. If they can do that, and we're not even counting on the uh, the fact that Carter Hart will come back into this. Now, Brian Elliott's been tremendous, by the way. This is why I advocated for the Flyers to bring Brian Elliott back because he can, he can play starter-quality goaltending in the NHL still. Now, you don't want to ride him into the ground, but we'll see. I imagine Carter Hart will come back this week. Another thing to monitor will be when... Uh, Shane Gossespierre comes back into the lineup. He came back in. Elaine Vino said maybe they brought him back a little too early. He wasn't game ready. Could have used a couple more practices. He decided to healthy scratch him on Saturday night in Washington. And a lot of times after a win like that you had in Washington, talked to enough head coaches over the years, they don't like to change anything. And it's not necessarily that somebody else played great or that Gossespierre doesn't belong. It's more that, hey, we played a great game. Why should we mess with anything? Plus, you're going to get Farabee back. Uh, so we'll see how that plays out. And we'll see what another week uh, brings in the development of Nolan Patrick as well. So I'm on the ice last week a few times, and I thought he looked good. And, you know, he's not out there hitting and, and playing in NHL games. I'm not sure how far he is away. I'm done making uh, predictions on that because I just don't know. Um, I don't know that they know. I don't know that Nolan Patrick knows. So we'll see where that goes over the next week as well. And the great news is we'll have to find out where all this goes right here on Flyers Daily because we do it every day. So we'll bring you another one tomorrow. So, everybody, thanks for listening. We've got a big week of NHL hockey, a big week of Flyers hockey coming, and it's going to be a lot of fun this week. We'll see how it shapes up. Everybody, enjoy your week, have a great day, and enjoy your hockey. Hey, I
everybody needs a life.